The Drum Candy Podcast is brought to you by Drum Factory Direct. Welcome into episode eight of season three of the Drum Candy Podcast. This is your host, Mike Dawson, coming to you from Drum Factory Direct in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It is the first week of the month, which means it is time for another one of our 10 Reasons to Love episodes. I have David Throckmorton and Tom Went back in the studio, along with special guest James Johnson III. And this week, we are doing 10 Reasons to Love Will Kennedy. Will Kennedy is the longtime drummer in the legendary contemporary jazz fusion world music group Yellow Jacket. So bulk of this episode focuses on his playing with that band, plus a few others. And if you're not familiar with Will Kennedy, or if you haven't listened to the Yellow Jackets in a while, um, I'm guaranteed by the end of this hour, you will be digging back through their discography. I know I spent a couple weeks deep diving through all these records. I knew most of them, but not, not as much as these guys do. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, Will's an amazing player. There's a lot to learn from him with taste and musicality and touch and supporting an ensemble. Um, his sound is always really rich and gorgeous. So anyway, let's get to uh, 10 Reasons to Love, Will Kennedy. All right, 10 Reasons to Love, Will Kennedy. We have a special guest, James Johnson, hey, the hey. third in the studio. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, uh, Thanks so for having me. We have to do a little bit of a history because I don't know your connection to Tom and Dave here. So what is the what's the hookup here? You know, I, I think we talked about this on one of the other podcasts. I remember meeting Tom about behind the balcony, and I can't remember the first time we met. Oh, I do. But I, I remember, remember people telling us about each other, like just through the musicians, like through PT and other yeah. people, maybe through Tom even. Like, But do you remember? I feel like the first gig I saw you when you were playing with Reggie in the strip district at this place called... Pluto's. Oh, upstairs. I remember Pluto's. And and Dave was wearing sandals, I think, on the gig. And I, I believe that. That sounds totally so, correct. Yeah. yeah. Summertime. That might have been the first time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And do, do you know what year that would have been, roughly? No. That, no. that would have been mid-90s. Mid-90s? Mid to late yeah. 90s. Because we were definitely hanging shortly after that. Yep. That was mid-late. That was 97, maybe yeah. 96. I bet, it was, I bet I met earlier than that, You though. probably did. You you know, maybe? I, I would guess okay. it was like 94, I, I bet. Yeah. Maybe even 93, to be honest, because I remember I was talking about, I remember specifically talking to you about certain records that were kind of current. Oh, okay. And I can, in my mind, I can remember them being like 93, 94 kind of records, you know. Right. And some of those records were these records. Okay. Okay. Um, and not to get long-winded, but like the, the first time I saw, I'm a, I was curious about this with both of you guys, because um, I was so into... You know, the guys I came up listening to, I was so into Gad and that transitioned into Weckle and Vinny and then all the stuff I'd hear on like pop radio and MTV. We've talked about that before. But I, I hadn't really checked out the Jack, Yellow Jackets at all. And I saw them at Starlight Amphitheater as part of the Mellon Jazz Festival oh, yeah. in 91. Wow. And they were supporting the Greenhouse, Greenhouse. record. Yeah. And they, they were, it was a long day of music. Roger Humphrey's group played early in the day. And it's funny because Take Six was there that day. Michael Franks that was there that day. Folks. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yep. So that was the first time I heard the band. And I was blown away. I was like, because I was so into Weckle, so into Vinny, Dennis Chambers. And uh, I saw Will and I was like, man, this guy's amazing. <laughs> and, and then I, the next day, I went to the 
the mall and where I grew up, one of the two malls where I grew up in Washington, PA, and I bought Greenhouse and The Spin mm. on cassette. <laughs> and I just freaked out. And it, it, it's like, I don't know what it was about Will and that band, <clears throat> but it was like really the band that got me into something new and, wow. and led me to stop obsessing about the stuff I was so into. Like I was, it was like I had a new thing. That's, that's really cool. You actually. know, yeah. and then I found an article on him and I realized that there were two other records before that, the Four Corners record, the politics record. Yeah. And then, so I had all those. And then for me, it was like everything that came on after that, I just obsessed mm -hmm. about. But like, when did you, had you heard Will before that show? No. See, here's this, there's funny, funny thing you said that because that was the first time I heard Will. That's amazing. Wow. Live. That's really And my cool. mother and my dad were there. They took me there. Take Six was there. I remember yeah. that. And my mother uh, went up to the stage, and then she came back to get me. I was sitting out back with my dad, and she said, Hey, son, come closer to the stage. I want you to see this young man on the drums. Oh, wow. And she took me to the front of the stage, and I just stood there. And that was the first time, that was my first experience with Will. How wow. old would you have been? I was, I would have been 18, so you would have been, what, 14? Yeah, 14. And how old would have Will been? Then do you think? Jeez, I don't know. I, I don't exactly know. This would have been ninety one. We could. Gonna, we I'll could, look that up while you're talking. We could figure it out. <laughs> I'll look it up while you're talking. So, were you blown away? Just I was like, blown away. Like right away. Yeah, I was just standing. I couldn't. I couldn't move. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the whole show from that position? I did. I stood down down near the front of the stage. Wow. Did you? Yeah. Um, thirty one. You would have been thirty one. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> So let me ask you this: That's Like, amazing. did you have a like a drum hero prior to Will? Greg Humphreys. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Who's a local? Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh. Rogers' yeah. Uh, nephew. Nephew. Yeah. But like, I yeah, Greg Humphreys was like a major part of like my my growth as far as like where it all started. You know, mm -hmm. of course, my dad, but mm -hmm. but Greg was my first drum teacher. So um, yeah. So that's crazy. We saw him the first. That's the, really at cool. The same place. Same, same place. I that's saw. Amazing. That's the first time I saw Will. Yeah. Then did you did you do what I did? Go right out and start trying to find the records. Right after that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. That's no. crazy. I think I think my my uncle Mike it was uncle Mike my uncle Mike was responsible for like giving me uh, the the jacket albums. You know. Oh, yeah. wow. I, did, I never knew yeah, that. Uncle Mike, Do you yeah. know which Uncle one Mike you heard did? first? Uncle Mike. Wow. Get me first. Yeah, I know. I yeah, never knew that. Yeah, I know. This is weird. <laughs> Uncle Mike. Gibson. So, so which one did you get first? Uh, probably. Um, you don't I don't know. know. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of, And then. That's amazing. You and James were already hanging by that age. Well, James and I went to high school together. We went yeah. to the performing arts high school. But I met James at the Mellon Student Jazz Weekend in, I believe, 1994. And I had heard about him because uh -huh. he was already playing a little bit around town. Yeah. And I had heard I had heard about him. And I remember meeting him, and I was like, oh, this is the guy I, I heard about. Yeah. And that's how we first met. But it wasn't until, I think it was two, one or two years later when I started going to Kappa, we were hanging out all, all all the time, all the time. and we were we were into like such different stuff. But that's what was so cool. Yeah, yeah you you guys turning each other on, yeah. on to and new things. I, we were just before we started 
filming, I I can't remember. I think I might have heard Will's name. Okay. But I knew nothing about him really, and I didn't. I had never heard him play. But James is the one that really introduced me because I remember the first time I met you. I remember asking you like, "Who are your favorite drummers?" And I'll never forget what you said. You said, "Elvin Jones, Tony Williams." And William Kennedy. Wow. And I'll never yeah. forget, you called him William. And I was like, yeah. I was like, William Kennedy? He's like, yeah, he plays with the Yellow Jackets. And I had heard, I had heard the name, but I had yeah. never heard the music. Yeah. And when I started listening, I mean, that's not really what I was into musically, but it's so great. Yeah. Like, I love the music. I, I mean, how can you not appreciate that? You know? Yeah. Had, had you I heard wasn't, him? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, James. No, no, I was saying to, to bounce off, like, I wasn't really checking out, like, drummers, like, yeah. you guys were i was checking out like songs and like you know i wasn't like like checking out drummers you know not until like probably like middle school high school yeah but i wasn't i should have maybe you know that was the same for me it wasn't until yeah. middle school that i started to really or maybe even know. yeah yeah i mean same here kind of maybe a yeah. little touch maybe a little bit younger for me but yeah. did you did you know about will back then or it no? was just from seeing the first or second issue of Modern Drummer I got, oh, wow. he was on the cover. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I, yeah. I remember that cover. Yeah, I, I to, cut his pictures out. Hung same up here. My, my bedroom wall. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I just started buying the records. I don't remember. I think I might have got the – what's the one with Ricky Lawson on it? Oh, that, there's a couple with Ricky I think I might have got one of those first and was yeah. like, what is this isn't – what is this? This isn't what I wanted. Yeah, because <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't see the liner notes back then. Oh right, so you didn't know which ones he was on. Yeah, yeah. It's like. I think my dad had one or two of the earlier records with Ricky, and, and they never really – I was really young, too. I, they didn't jump out at me. They were fine. But it wasn't until I saw the band with Will and then heard the records with Will. Then I heard an older record with Ricky, and I was like, this isn't the same. It's no, not no. the same band. No. no. It's, it's, I remember it's, getting Four Corners and, mm. and, and thinking, like, oh, this is nice. It's good. Yeah. But then he, listening to, like, you know, Blue Hats, and it's like – it's a whole – it's a totally well, I mean, Four Corners band. is still Will, though. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean. I, I meant before that shades yeah. or one sorry. of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, you know, everybody talks about the drummer makes the band kind of thing, and yeah, I can't think of a. I mean, maybe like there's like Led Zeppelin <laughs> with mm -hmm. that. You know, you think of certain things, but you know, I can't think of a band more important to the sound of a band. Will. A drummer being more important to the band yeah. than Will in this that band. That was one thing I was going to mention is I feel like Will Kennedy is a band drummer in a fusion band. Whereas like with Chicks bands, it's like Weckle is Weckle or Gad is Gad or Vinny is Vinny. But I feel like he's a band player. All his parts, I mean, it's all very musical and interactive, but he writes parts. He composes. I don't think he, like you said, that band is a vehicle for him, but not as like a like a featured Artists. Yeah, it's not so. The records aren't so soloish. Like you know, it's it's just like about how he plays the music and yeah. You know, I think okay. there was this cleanness to his playing coming out of being into Weckle and Gad and Dennis, those guys that I related to. But he didn't sound like them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could hear that he had heard those kind of drummers, obviously. Um, Very different sound. And I'd love to ask Will about this now. If we talk to him again, it's like it. Like I hear a little bit of like. Omar's playing in Weather Report, like it kind of mm. reminds me of it in a weird way, and mm. that they can, the way they can orchestrate and come up with these parts, mm -hmm. they seem really well thought out and crafted. It might mm -hmm. just be like a natural thing that they just mm -hmm. have a knack for figuring out what to play really quick, mm -hmm. you know. 
Um, and and it's funny, like he seems less drummy to me than someone like yes, Weckle or the I electric totally agree band. With that, yeah. But the more you listen, there's just, there's so much oh, yeah. drum stuff happening. Mm. Whether it's touch, sound, feel, I know groove, for, I know for compositional. Me, the, the the first thing that that hit me about his playing, other than how great it all felt, was the way he used cymbals. It was a little bit different. Like he, he, it was very personal. You know, mm. he used them. I mean, he used symbols to color the music, but the mm. way he did that was to my ear. I remember thinking, like, oh, that's unique the way he does that. Mm. Yeah. Very different than other drummers that played in that genre. Mm. Yeah. James, you play left handed? No. No? No. You don't play left handed? I, I don't know. play left handed. Why did no. I think you did? Maybe I've just seen clips of you I playing left handed. No. <laughs> it seems much more convenient. <laughs> I grew up playing that way. Did you? Did know you? That? Yeah, left. I played hi hat. No kidding. But my ride was always here because okay. my I didn't know any better. But um, so I'm, some of that came easy, like the grooves. <clears throat> but I can't play the ride cymbal with my left hand to save my life. Speaking of what Tom said, you talk. You said, you know, the way he plays his his ride pattern. There's a track. We'll probably get to that. Um, it's not just his, the way he but, rides the cymbal, but, just how he uses them the in general. But oh, sorry. okay. Yeah, 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 okay. I thought, I thought. well, there might be a track to kind of demonstrate that. Just, I'm sure there probably will be. Let's go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which one was it? K, uh, it was on the Cape Town one. Uh, let me see. We got Savannah. Savannah? Oh, yeah. So what record is this from? Anyone? This is from Blue Hats. Blue Hats. Yeah. All right, let me open it up here. This came out when we were in 11th grade. I remember when you got this. Yeah, I remember when it came out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you brought it to school. I, yeah, I, a little, I feel like we had it. We were playing the hallway. So Absolutely, right? I'm totally. <laughs> little speaker. See, I did that with Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> with who? <laughs> That's amazing. Anybody play six eight better than Will Kennedy? Yeah, man. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, well, there's definitely no band that has more tracks, <laughs> like like utilizing that the different variations of that yeah. feel. Oh man, it just, it just seems like he they live there. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like he's just floating over the six eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like I don't know. You know, it's <clears throat> it's so fun to talk about like Will with you guys. I mean, especially, well, with, especially James. with James because it's like. <laughs> It's such a big, huge part of like our friendship over the years, like yeah. developing a friendship. It's mm -hmm. just like having this thing you love together, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, there, there's this floating aspect which I agree with totally. Yeah. What I always liked, loved about Will and still love about him, there's also this like Absolutely. really rooted yes. strength 100%. to his playing, no, totally, yeah. while yeah. still always yeah. having the finesse. Yes, and that. Hand in hand, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah, so even definitely. when it's loose, 
it never feels yeah. like it's slipping away. Yeah. It's always like yeah. total control. It's, yep. it's so rooted in this yep. this, That's exactly this what thick I foundation. Was like mm-hmm. his kick and snare are solid. His hand just floats. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you don't hear that with fusion drumming too no. often. And yeah, the other thing too is his use of space is mm. absolutely beautiful. Whether he's playing a groove or a fill or a solo, like mm-hmm. he he has such a beautiful sense of how to use that. Like, cause I, as I listen to this group more and I don't, I haven't listened nearly as much as you guys have, but there's so many parts of these tunes where a different drummer would, Rip over it. <laughs> would, yeah. would kind of ruin it, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I he agree. knows, he knows when to, when to, when to kind of push forward and when to, and that's such a beautiful artistic gift. You know? Yeah. So that was off of um, Blue Hats? Yep. Yeah. And the, the track was um, Savannah, for Savannah. anyone following along. So, Throck, you got five here, so let's get going. Yeah, what's the order? You got Invisible People, what are they Dreamland, Dark Horses. What do you James, want you should have picked people. five. This is your man. Huh? Wait. <laughs> I think he has Throck four. Throck picked three Dennis's. I think he has four. You got four. Okay. And yeah. I have... I just picked it. Oh, I thought okay. Mike was going to pick more. No, it's cool. I'm just, I'm just. Well, that, I'm just running pick, my mouth. I'm the hype man. I picked James. We <laughs> all know the same stuff. How many did you pick, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> well, the one, the one that you, the, the one that we're going to listen to, I totally would have picked. Um, let's go like early, the earliest thing I picked, which would be this Dark Horse, which isn't even that early. This is this is from his third record oh. with the with the Yellow Jack. It's from the Spin. All right, why'd you pick this one? <clears throat> you know. We've talked about this in a bunch of these 10 Reasons of Love podcasts. You go back and start checking out these drummers you love. Sometimes it's really easy to pick things for obvious reasons. Sometimes it's hard. And with Will, it was hard in the way that, like, I just love it all. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to find a special mm-hmm. track. Because I don't think so much about, oh, I learned to play this groove or I learned this fill. It's always just like, I love this music. The music, yeah. Especially... I think what's fun about these guys, like when we just did Gad and Weckle, and now we're doing uh, Will and Dennis, is these were guys that were such a part of my, like, learning to play the drums mm-hmm. on a somewhat decent mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. So it's that nostalgia, kind of like Wells with Rush. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's yeah. your, like, coming of age. Of course. Learning yeah, how absolutely. to play. Yeah. So I think um, as I just listened through stuff, certain things would jump out. Like, oh, this is a good one. So I, they're not super specific with me. But when I went back to listen to this one, I was just like, oh, man, he was, you know, he just plays great all the time. So this is the top of Dark Horses off of the spin.
So it's kind of like what we just talked about. There's that <clears throat> floating, floating that's, element. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Uh, another drummer would have filled up all that space. Mm. He's, it's not like he's playing simple. Yeah. He's not playing simple. But he's but it's not it's not right. It's not right. cumbersome. And no, there's not a lot right. of you hand know? foot stuff. He, when he plays a kick, it's for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's letting you know where one is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it makes me want to start a Yellow Jackets cover band. Jeez. Yeah, that would be super fun. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know, I know you're really influenced by Will, but man, you have a lot of his sensibilities when you play. I've noticed that over the years. You know, James has a really nice sense of space. That's it. You know, I just press, listening to him. It's that man, but you Stillin. know, it's you too. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Is he playing Pisces in this era? Yeah, he played Pisces for a long time. You know, until his last record so there was will had he's still in the yellow jackets but there was a period he left the band for a bunch of years right right so his whole first stint with the group was all peisty up until the until the club nocturne record which is the record before he left where he started playing zilchin mm. and sonars um, he was playing it was like some early footage playing a sonar then he played yamaha for a second i think he might even played remo really early too but then he switched to sonar by like greenhouse that's what i remember and yeah. then near Near the uh, the crazy leaning back mechanism, he was playing a noble and cool oh, kit for a right, second. Bob mm. Gadsden, and then yes. he switched to Pearl sh- shortly after. There may have been a couple things in there in that transitional period where he tried other drums, which I don't know about. <laughs> but but like this is all tied to nostalgia for yeah. me as well. It's like I kind of in my brain, like I just think of him playing Peisty. You know, <laughs> not that I'm a Peisty guy, but like yeah. that's the era. That, that that's the most special to me, you know. So that drum frame thing, mm-hmm. I had the honors of throwing it in the dumpster. Really? Yeah, because he left because it was left at the Modern Drummer Festival. <laughs> <laughs> really? I actually tried that thing once. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Did you really? Did yeah. You? <laughs> Where'd you try it? What'd you think of it? I can't remember, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just remember it was hard to put together, exactly. man. That's what I remember. Yeah. I remember sitting at it at Drumworld. They had a kid set up Did on they it. really? And I sat at it and I was just like. Like, I don't want to feel like odd, I'm in a lazy you know? boy when I'm drumming. Yeah, we had that thing in, in our, our product room at, at MD for years. And the owner kept saying, what is this? And we're like, it was Will Kennedy's <laughs> drum frame. What do you want to do with it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> oh, I had a question. How many times have you guys seen him? I've probably seen Will with the Jackets probably eight times, seven okay. times. Mm-hmm. Multiple for you? Yeah. So like a yeah. tune like this, does he kind of stick to the script or is he? do you hear him really changing up the arrangement of well, his own approach? Because that's kind of free but I, also – This is a little yeah. looser song he's, yeah. where it's not like a like a <clears throat> groove kind of song. But whenever you're like, wow, he's going for it tonight. Or well, I mean I think it, he kind of goes for it all the time in a way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, Or is it consistent? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he kind of. I mean, what do you think, James? I mean, I mean, I think they're all changing this song. I, you know, I think that yeah. you know, a song always evolves in that group. I mean, so of course, like you got Russell and you got uh, Bob, and right now you have Dane, Dane, and the Face group. Player? Yeah, but so, but you know, like so, I feel like you're forced to like change and. Ev- Change the song because I feel like everybody in that group is just so such at a high, you know, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like also the identity of that band is is so clear and so strong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That you you hear it and you you know instantly what who it is and yeah. you know they have a a really 
You know, the other thing about thing. these these records, especially in this era, is they are recorded so beautifully. Yeah. I mean, the sounds on them are... If you listen to one of these records on a really good stereo system, I mean, they're incredible sounding yeah. records, Yeah, you know, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, that piano vamp, like, who wouldn't want to play that, you know? <laughs> who wouldn't yeah. want to play that? <laughs> All right, let's go for another one of yours, Dave. Um, So if I'm... Let's check out this one. Invisible People. Yeah, so this is off oh, of Greenhouse. Yeah. And this is the first record I heard. I got totally obsessed with this. I this, remember this, this track makes me think of James. Well, uh, I, I remember walking always re on repeat. Man. <laughs> I know. With uh I had one of those like yellow sport Walkmans. Yeah, I remember those. I, would, I had one of those. I would deliver papers or walk to your girlfriend's house. Just been yep. listening to this over and over. And um this one I just picked. I just love the way he gets into this feel and yeah. just the the, the the compositional element of the the parts he creates and just the sound and the feel he plays yeah. them with. Yeah. You know? So we're highlighting 50 seconds in mm -hmm. to the track Invisible People off of Greenhouse. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I, I will always and forever yeah. think of this guy when I hear that, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, I can get super long-winded, obviously, but <laughs> it's, it's, there's such a beauty in his playing. Oh, man. And one thing I always, I want to say about this band, it's like, especially as a young person, like a teenager, there was so much, like, uh, positivity in this music mm -hmm. it just feels like That's a great observation it just feels yeah. like um like majestic yeah, at times yeah, absolutely. Or, or, or really like um, kind absolutely yeah, i know yeah. that sounds no, ridiculous no. Uh -uh. but it's and that always just it's like so that's a great um, way to put it yeah, yeah. i had like a better word i feel like but it feels nostalgic it, in a way a yeah you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. You were listening to this. I was listening to I hate my mom punk rock. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you hear him again in that song. Just the space he uses. Absolutely. You know, it's still kind of like. I mean, there is, there's there's it's still kind of loose up top, but that, there's like that ground. Yeah. Oh man. You know, he's in the groove is so strong. Who does that better? Like has that mix of nah, of this like yeah. groove element with this, with this this jazzier. Yeah. Yeah smooth absolutely feel yep and yep. i was nerding out on the reverb like the pre-delay it's just perfect yeah. the mix is yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah. all right and i'm, it, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you too, played that if i had to pick like one record of those it would probably be greenhouse is that right i mean there's so much great stuff but that was yeah. for me it's like when that was the first i saw him on that tour i fell in love with that record yeah 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 all those strings and the vince mendoza stuff yeah yeah mincer mm. had just got with them so it sounded different mm. than the earlier records right and, right <laughs> um I love them all. You know? That would be, mine would be probably like a river. 
Yeah. Really? Maybe. Which I is, thought it would be Blue Hat. Which is the next like record. That's the next record. Yes. Huh? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all great. Did you pick anything off of Like a River, James? No. Oh, yeah, you did. Suenos is off of Like a River, right? Oh, yeah. You want to go there? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so why'd you pick this track? I got to hear it first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. You're like, yes, that one, but I'm not sure why yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember why. I mean, not everybody, but when you when you when you mention the word Will Kennedy, you know, most or some guys will emulate the six eight groove or the funk. But Will can swing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and I, I and and it's obvious, but it's it's his. It's a will. It's a, it's a Will swing. You know, it's a unique it's, way, it's a of, unique way sure. of swinging. Yeah. So. I was just shining some light on that, I yeah. guess. There's some Elvin that. vibe in there, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think all that influence comes through Elvin. And t- he talks about Tony, Tony all the yeah. time. Uh-huh. Um, but that, to me, doesn't sound anything like him. And I think that's it's Will. one of the best things I can say about it. Absolutely. Is, is like, sure. So you, you were saying, when we saw him for the first time, he was 31 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he, that was his... You know, that was his fourth record with the Yellow Jackets, so which means he probably made the first one at 26 or something like that. Yeah, 20, younger. 27. Yeah. Um, he was developed then, and he sounded like himself. And to me, doesn't sound like mm-hmm. the other hot drummers of that time. It doesn't sound like Erskine or Omar or Dennis or Vinny or Weckl or Gad. That's true, know? man. There is some secret sauce in him. What is his missing influences that isn't obvious, you know? What's I don't know. Happened in there? I don't know. That's a good question. It's it's and like even like the choices like the setup was simpler generally mm-hmm. smaller. Um, I, James and I were I was bothering James with some text recently of some old footage like have you seen this clip you know have you seen this clip and there was a really early clip I saw of them playing either on the four quarters like supporting that record or the or politics but it was kind of a big drum set mm-hmm. and I was like whoa I've never seen him play mm-hmm. a big drum set before. And then I think I heard a recent podcast where he said, you know, initially I had a really big drum set, and then I realized I didn't need all this stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he re- and it's gotten even smaller now. Sometimes you see him play two cymbals and a five piece kit, you know. Um, and selfishly, I kind of always see him playing the setup he played in the Zara, you know, um, and kind of yearn for that. But not the sideways ride. You know? Yeah, not the sideways cymbal, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, or the offset bass drum or all these things he's doing um anyway i want to jump in on what my one and only pick yeah um this is freedom land oh yeah oh, I, from I, greenhouse i picked this in particular because um and we'll talk about it in the next episode with dennis i went down a rabbit hole of drum machines and sequences and this was one of the tracks that really opened my eyes to oh, how yeah. you can play live drums over a sequence hmm. um, so let me open it up here I even played this tune in college in an ensemble, and I got my Roland DR5 out and programmed the intro and all that. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. That's it amazing. It took so long. Wow. <laughs> Orcs Drum Closet, Nashville's full-line drum store. 
Celebrating its 40th year in business, Forks is independently owned and operated in the heart of Music City. Specializing in drums and percussion, Forks offers great discounts on all major brands and will beat any retailer's advertised price. From new and used equipment, vintage drums, and marching and orchestral instruments, Forks has something for every drummer. They also offer professional rental, repair, and restoration services, as well as drum lessons. Stop by their storefront at 308 Chestnut Street in Nashville, Tennessee, or call 615-383-8343, or go online at ForksDrumCloset.com. Uh, okay. See, just the way he navigates over electronics was hmm. my thing. Ghost notes don't get in the way of the Congo <laughs> stuff. Jay's not what I hear the whole time. <laughs> <world. laughs> you listen on the way home later. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But you, and, and a lot of those records had percussionists on the records too. You know, yeah. and it's like I would say with Will too. Like every time I've heard him play with a percussionist, it's never a clash. Mm-hmm. He just knows exactly what to. Yeah, they're popping out and like the, the the sequence percussion. I'm pretty sure that sequence because it's so. I mean, Alex I is on that record. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know if that sequence is it. I don't. They could have made something a loop, a loop or something. Who knows? But um, <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, Alex is on that record, and and there's a bunch of guys on different records. You know, mm-hmm. Paulina Acosta and and uh, is Don Elias. I think Dana Vescoslos maybe on no? something. Okay. I could be out of my mind saying that, but there's definitely some different. Yeah. Different guys. Well, um, let's see. Where do we want to go now? James, go to your third one here. We already did Savannah. We already did Sueños. Let's yeah. do, that, do that one. The, the challenge. challenge. Yeah. yeah. All right. Just, yeah. Cool. All right. Let me uh, open it up. Yeah, I can't remember this one now. <laughs> you can't remember? I do. Okay. I do. I do. This is off of yeah. One Music, right? This is off of One Music. Yeah. yeah. Bob uh, I got to scroll in here. One. I remember this record, but I don't have this. This is great. I remember when this came out. But it was like a Yellow Jackets record under Bob. Right, 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 right. He wrote the tunes, but... I remember the cover art then I Oh Don Elias, I think is on this record. That's the I one with so. Don Elias. I yeah. thought Don was on a record with him, but I couldn't remember which one. So we're starting around three forty into the track The Challenge. Thank <laughs> you. 
Yeah, man. So, yeah, the, the, the so singles. Fast. Yeah, just, they're really. So that's all it gets them off. And, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's it's yeah, weird. It it's fast. It's, it's clearly fast. fast. But I always feel like it's more how he gets in and out of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's impressive yeah, yeah. more than just, just, how he just gets in and out. Yeah. You know? It's like it's like a paint stroke. It's like a brush stroke or something. Yeah. You know, he's so. It's it's so colorful yeah, way, the way know, he does it. James mentioned other people talk about the, the singles, you know. Yeah. For for me, more than the singles with him, it's it's the press roll. Mm. Oh yeah, that's the master that's the it. one where I like, you know, I would, you know, there's like Art Blakey and there's, <laughs> and there's Will Kennedy, their use of a press roll. Yeah. I think one of the ones I picked, if what's that list, it is kind of why I picked it in a way. Um, Yes, this one, the title track oh, off of Dreamland. Oh yeah, it's like these these rolls. That's the one that's in five. It's like it's a... in that. Yes, yeah. Okay. And uh, so what's the magic there? Because I think that could have been so aggressive and over the top. There again, but there's just like he scoops the middle out of his dynamics in a way. He he doesn't. He wasn't. He plays a lot harder now. In my yeah. opinion, when I see him, then really than before, than before, yeah. really sort of playing a bigger stick. That's interesting. Kind of hitting a little harder. I mean, that's interesting. We might hear this and think I'm crazy, but I feel like when he was younger, when I see him, he was playing a little softer. The sticks were a little smaller. Interesting. So I think when he's playing these kind of burning tempos, like it always seemed, it always looked like he was just not working. Yeah, mm. yeah. which I think is something we all try to. Mm. Relaxation to is the key, man. Yeah, and Should he really had that, that together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you know, not that relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw them once. It's a little funny story. James, you might have been at the show, or Tom, you might have been at the show too. I saw them a couple times at Rosebud in the Strip District. I missed that. I remember that, but I wasn't. They, they there. played yeah. there on the Lake River tour. They played there on the Rough of Your Life tour. Yeah, and um, I think it was the second time I saw them, and they played one of those kind of up tempo tunes that they would play way faster live, either downtown or out of town. One of those, one of those tunes, and we'll count it off like. Like blazing fast, faster than I ever heard them play it, and they actually just had to stop. Like about a minute <laughs> really, they just stopped the tune. They were all laughing. That's cool. And then they and then we'll just brought it brought back. back. But it was it was unbelievably fast. <laughs> like I was like, oh my god, they're gonna play this this fast. Wow. And I'd heard them play it up before, but it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they just laughed. That's really cool. And still played it really fast. Right. You know. Have you guys ever done that? Like, count something off way too fast, and everybody's like, "What yeah. are you doing?" Yes. I've had yeah. those feelings of like, "Sure, worrying over our heads." Yes. <laughs> that's still that's, to this day. That's <laughs> that's when you start trying to call audibles. Yeah, what do you do when you? Everyone knows like a weekend. It all it all so. depends on who you're playing with. Uh, Ooh, halftime. Yeah. If you're if you, <laughs> no, really, if you're playing with great musicians, you can you can feel that together and and do this yeah. or do that. Uh, it all depends on who you're playing with. That's true. If you're not playing with people who listen too good. <laughs> Have you ever had to just cut it short and be like, "All right, let's get out of that one"? <laughs> yes, maybe, uh, maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. Been there too. Yeah, yeah this isn't going well, guys. Back well, you to know, the head. You start, head yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> guys will start shaking off solos. Oh yeah, you know? uh, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. You know, if we're playing with, if I'm playing with Cliff and it's too fast, they will just look at me. Oh yeah, like, no, no. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm like, yep. half time. Yeah. Here you go, and he's like, "Thank you, bro." Yeah, you know? yeah. Which. And, mm. I, and I'll wave them off too. It's like I don't. Man, sometimes Cliff will just stop and give it to you. He'll be, yeah. he'll just be like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's check out Dreamland yeah. and check out this. This is this big. like one of the most beautiful press rolls. I know the in one the you history of about. recorded music. Mm. There's a few of them on this track. Wow, when I think of press rolls, when I think of Blake. I think of Crush Roll. Like he's just smashing. 
Well, these are these beautiful swells yeah. out mm-hmm. near the out near the rim where the head's all tight. You know, who do I think of? Who do you guys think of as press rolls for press rolls? I think of Blakey and Will Kennedy. Yeah. I don't know. I think of a lot of drummers. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I know. mean, everyone uses them. Yeah. I mean, you use the hell out of them. I mean, in a great way. No, no, I hear you. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, definitely our Blakey, but our Art and Will certainly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. So this is the beginning, the first minute of uh, Dreamland. The record's called Dreamland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Title track. talking about that that first no, half a no, second I'll, I'll sh- that, that's a great one too that, that's coming that, that, that's like a subtle one that, yeah. that's our highlight they're, they're, they're all out, over wait, wait, that's a pickup press roll yeah yeah it's just a little pickup. i'll show you the i'll show you the one though you know? i know the one you're talking about i remember this also his i think his symbols are a key part of it too because they're all high end they're, that's that pisces thing yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. so it goes that splashy he played thing. nylon for a long time too really not for a long time before he had a signature stick come out interesting this is this might be wood tip though. All right, so we got a little taste of a yeah, buzz roll here. There's a, I mean, if you hear the whole track, there's probably forty of them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, because it, what's, like you said before, what makes it beautiful is that you don't, how he comes out of it. Of course. Like, that's going to make what happens beforehand, you know, much more beautiful. You that's know, right. Just how he just. Yep. And, and how it just. Yes. It just. Crescendos. Or, yeah, just like, open where did it hat. come from? There's an open yeah, that, hi-hat right before it. I mean, I've stole that so much. We've got to listen to it again. You know? We've got to listen to it Yeah, we've got to hear that again. Because <laughs> you would miss it if you're not really paying attention. And he plays it a few times in the song. He even does it in the beginning. Yeah. What you do right there. So is that a left hand open hi hat or is that a foot splash? It's probably left hand open hi hat. So he's yeah. kind of starting the roll on the hat, basically. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, and you know, that's a little little tricky thing there. He's, you he's can a sneak tricky drummer. Of the man. roll when you hit that yeah. open symbol, it kind of blurs the. Yeah, he's the a master of getting in and out of that. Really. Well, it's it's a brilliant way to 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 not have to worry about getting a super clean, soft start to that roll. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're giving yourself some cover. It's magic. So, so you get something, the roll started while that splashes, and then you, you know, mm-hmm. it's beautiful, man. That's how you do it, you know? Yeah. That's the kind of drum licks I want to practice. Yeah. Like that. It's so useful, and it's so yeah. musical. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. And I think, like, we said this before about some of these drummers, maybe they're, like, classic jazz drummers or some of these guys that play more... Like, well, I grew up listening to some of these fusion jazz drummers. All the guys I love, it's it's all because I love the musicality in their playing. It's mm-hmm. never like, oh, he can play super fast yeah. or he can play, you know, 
whatever. Like stuff I think a lot of drummers are focused on. For, for me, it was just like, wow, this band is incredible. Mm-hmm, yeah. And who could make this music sound? He's he's given them the most to, to get the most out of that music. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know why this popped in my head, but when I got my first computer and the internet, Will was one of the first people that made himself available online that I remember. Really? Because you could email him and ask him a question. And he did the back and forth for me like several times. I'd just gotten his signature sticks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I can really ask Will some questions. And he got back to me. Nice. That's At one really point, cool. I printed him out and kept them for a long That's time. That's really cool. <laughs> that must have been 96, something wow, like that. Man. So we were still in high school then. Yeah. Just well, we should say that. too, man, like, I mean, because you, you, you just met James today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Literally walked so, in my garage. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, met, I met Will a couple times briefly at shows, but then finally got to hang with him a little more detail because James had yes. kind of struck up a, like a friendship slash like well, hero kind of thing. I remember in high school, I remember when you wrote him for the first time. Yeah. 97. You you oh, wrote him a letter and I remember you showing me the letter before you you mailed it to him. You were yeah. like, "Man, I'm going to see I'm going to see if Will gets back to me." And I yeah. was like, "That's really cool." <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can't remember my, that was my first encounter with Will was first time I met him was when he played East Liberty at the uh Kelly 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 Theater, Theater, which was called Region. Was, yeah. What album was that? They that were doing That was um Dreamland tour. I'm yeah, sure. Was, that was Dream. Dreamland. Yeah, because they played yeah, that Bob McFerrin track, you know. Was was Dreamland before Blue Hats? Before one before. One before. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because they played graffiti when they came on uh Dreamland on on Blue Hats. Okay. Yeah. And I and I and he came off stage and I got his autograph and all that. And then I um I remember saying, you know, when you come back to Pittsburgh, can we link up? Because and he when he did and he when when I saw that the jackets were coming back, that's when we bought him an AMI in '97. I remember. And then we went to like dinner that night. I think. Probably. Like your parents will. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't were you there. No, I was at Manhattan School of Music. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I, I remember. I forgot you, about that. Yeah. I remember you telling me about it, James. <laughs> yeah. I remember you calling me saying like, "Man, Will's going to do a workshop at, at AMI." AMI. I was like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think I that wasn't was here. In, but... I think that was '97. It was September. It was '97. I was playing in the that rock band at the time, and I remember going to see it. Yeah, amazing. Wild. I think we have one more of yours, James. Um, I think I have one more too. Did we do all these with these hands? No, we still have that left. And then you have two more. And we more. have. Kids oh shoot, we have two more. Of these too. Let's do one more of yours, and then we'll go to James. Let's do th- this one. I have two little sections. Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, let me pull it up. I know James loves this record. I love this record. Oh, this was the other one that we used to play all the time at school. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this one, I, like, yeah. There's Bang like, Zoom. Bang yeah. Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Just the like, I mean, I've stolen <laughs> so much stuff from it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm, I hear you. It's a great record, man. You know, it's I think I think when you were in my house hanging, I played a second yes! of this one. I we were like, listening man, to I, it. I was like, I gotta use this one. Oh man. So I do not know this record at all. So beginning the first minute, you say, okay. ish. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this, yo. Okay. <laughs> 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 
So, man, it's like what you said earlier. So much space and so patient and so grounded like we talked about. Yeah. Let me, like, I feel like Will is, he can make playing the kick on two and four sound so good. And there's a lot of songs that he's playing two and four, but he knows exactly what songs to play two and four is all the stuff that he plays in between mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know that's you know what i mean he, he's kind of a like a real like as far as like grooving kind of music like sh- more straight music not swinging music he's so good at like not playing the obvious thing mm-hmm. and and not playing again like, playing over things but not making it overly complicated ever mm-hmm. just those that there's thing no where he's like you know, in a, <laughs> it's just like man, those those anticipations. It's like, oh, that's amazing. part of my DNA, man. Like it's all from mm, guys totally. like him and Gad does that. You, you know, know it, it's funny for me, like not coming up listening to the most of the guys that you did. I think the thing that I really loved about this music was the fact that it isn't so sure. Like is admirable as playing like that is. It's not like that at all, you know. And I I think that's the first, probably the biggest impact for me is like, man, this guy's he gets such a great sound, the groove, but he never. It's always so appropriate to this the moment. Yeah, I mean, we were forty seven minutes in, and I'm starting to finally. It sounds like his his cymbals and hands are the percussion, like the triangle and the shaker, yeah. and his kick and his snare are like the hand drummer who's cueing the band. Ah, There's yeah. like yeah. no licks to it. It's just here yeah. we go. Here's the next thing. But he's still got the triangle and all that. Wow, stuff going. yeah, that's an interesting way to think of yeah. it, yeah. huh? He's like an ensemble. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a percussion mm-hmm. section almost. Yeah. yeah, or like the top is like the jazz section. Yeah, the bottoms. Oh like yeah, the there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's another yeah. way sure. to combine yeah. together. Yeah, just like intertwined. So and it's, it's, I've said this ten times already. There's, there's this strength in totally, in, in the, the this reserved strength, totally controlled. You know, yeah. It's he's re- and it's funny, man. Like I was playing a gig out of town a, a few months ago, and and I went on this, I got, I went on this big jackets binge because I had found this some old YouTube footage of them that I had never seen before. So I had like two flights, like in a week, or two different gigs, and all I did for like. Every flight was just listening to the Yellow Jackets records. <laughs> and I hadn't done that in a really long time. All the the ones I grew up listening to. And you start to hear things a little different. You're yeah. like, man, like, it's even, it's every bit as good as I remember. And then I remember feeling like, man, Jimmy sounds even better than I remember. Wow. I was just like, man, everyone in the group is just. That's really cool. So special, yeah. man. It's and cool that. when you revisit music that you listened to a long time ago. And not only does it hold up, but in some ways it's like. Oh, that's even better than what I remember. Yeah, that's all, amazing. All the stuff you missed when you yeah. were younger. Yeah. yeah, your ears are different now. And, and I'll say, too, in jazz, you know, fusion, whatever, like world music, jazz music, this, whatever this is, there aren't a lot of bands oh, that's true. That, that, mm. that have this kind of yeah. identity identity, and that stick together for so long. Yeah. There's, so, there's so much to hear of him within this. Yeah. Even if he never came back, there's like, there's like 10 or 11 records or something. Yeah, his know? discography just with them is really wonderful. Yeah, man. What happens later here at 3.38? So it's just kind of the same section, but like More? amped up a little bit. Mm, okay. Playing a little louder. So this is at 3.38 where it comes Yeah, I just back. had to hear this part too.
know. Yeah. If they made that record today with some young dude, it would have been. <laughs> yeah. And he's just he's just playing the groove, and it's amazing. You know? Yeah. Such a great sound. But even those simple yeah. fills are like they're still hard. You know, they're Absolutely. simple, but they're, they're more, so they're hard. Of to make yes. Absolutely. Musical, yeah. And to get that sound. Yeah. Whew, no question. Well, James, we got one more for you with these hands. Right. We haven't done. I would have. I, I would have picked this one. Oh, you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. But I would have. I'm just saying. We haven't done it yet, right? Okay. I'm just the hype man. I didn't <laughs> I'm like I'm, the flavor flavor. I tell you, them. I'm going to be cranking my snare drum, getting my little crashes out again, doing the whole thing. So 30 seconds in, uh, once it starts here, to the song With These Hands off of Blue Hats. What's your favorite record before we go on? If I, Greenhouse? If I had to pick one, I, I would probably say Greenhouse, but, but they're all amazing. Yeah, but like, I'll see like River. Okay. They're all amazing though. <laughs> <laughs> With these hands. That's just another example of just how Will can play the kick on two and four and just with all this space and I don't know, it's like a so new reggae slash something. I don't even know what to call it, but and then the stuff it's just magical. I don't know. That, I, 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 I don't right. think that could be anybody else. Yeah. Know? No one plays like that. Nobody plays like that. You know, I grew up playing um with the Solomon family's band, like the Steel yeah. Solomon. Yeah. And so we, we got to play some of these kind of like you know, Calypso and Soka and, and hitting it reggae at times and it's just these different feels. So, like, we getting into Will, it was like, oh, man, I can take so much from this. Yeah, man, and, absolutely. And really taught me, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's just a real, he's like one of my biggest teachers of how to wow, play man. the instrument. Where's he too. from? Yeah. Do you know where he's from? Is he from an island? The Bay Area. Is he from the Bay Area? Is he from the Bay Area? Yeah. I don't know if I ever knew that. Is yeah. he from yeah, San Francisco? Because so. he came up playing with like um, Annie Norell out there and oh, like um, right. okay. and like got Ray Obiedo and some of those in this band called Montreux. Oh, wow. out there. Because yeah. I think I, I saw, I didn't know this. I don't know if you knew this, James. I I, I listened to a, um, a podcast, a kind of recent podcast with him. And when he first started playing with the Jackets, he was just subbing for Ricky. Really? Did you know that? <laughs> no. I never he knew He was that. subbing. And then Ricky was supposed to come back, and I think Ricky ended up getting like a like a Michael Jackson tour or something. Yeah, like, one of those got people he played with, Madonna, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson got extended, and Will stayed on. Then after a while, they were like, "Well, we have." They kind of felt we have to keep going. And I think so. Do you want to just do it? And he's like, mm. "Of course." You know. Wow, I never knew that. Interesting. That's really interesting. I never knew how that all went down. Yeah, wow. and I'm not sure which guy brought him in or how he. I can't remember how he got in. Maybe you know? somebody recommended him or yeah, word of mouth something like that. So I last think I one. Have, yeah, go ahead. It's, Same album. It's uh, Coquimba. Don't I don't know how to say it. it. I think it's Coquimba. Coquimbo. Coquimbo. I'm terrible with that stuff. <laughs> what a, that's good. It's All funny. Right. We we both said, <laughs> you said, you said, uh, uh, 
like a river's your favorite. I said greenhouse my favorite. We're picking all this stuff off blue ass. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're lying to, to everyone. Good. And what was the one CD I had? Run, run for your run life. For your run life. For your life. Yep. That was the only CD I had for a long time. Yeah. And no one, nothing off of that. Interesting. You guys like the early stuff. That's why. This is later. Oh, is it? Yeah. This is later than Run for Your Life. Just two records after. No kidding. Mm-hmm. The album cover looks old. That's because this stuff is getting old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what happens here at 50 seconds in? I can't remember. All right. Let's just, just here we go. I don't remember the title. Oh yeah, this is great. Space. There you go, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's always sad to hear these short sets because all of us want to just hear <laughs> the whole thing. Know, yeah, man. That's, that's the whole point, everyone. That's the point. Check these records out. Yeah, go get these know. records, man. There's so many of them. Yeah. You know. Just, just with. What Throck was saying earlier, like, I just, I mean, there's all obviously so many drummers out there, but I feel like, you know, Will has just, there's so much, like, foundational things to learn from him, you know what I mean? Because he's, you you see him explore all different types of grooves, 6-8, funk, and swing, and but there's so much foundation in his plan and simplicity. So I think that's just, a, he's, he's a good place to start, you know, mm-hmm. or amongst many, but, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. I am now uh, in a Yellow Jackets mode. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it for this week's episode. Hope you have some records to go check out. If you haven't listened to Yellow Jackets in a while or ever, um, you're in for a treat. Go dig back through Will Kennedy's discography with them. Check out some of his stuff online. There's some pretty, pretty great videos of him as well. Um, and don't forget to drop us a review and like and share. And if you're not subscribing to us on YouTube, make sure you do that. And also go to Drum Factory Direct, and we have a bunch of uh, Zildjian merch that came in. There's some cool hats and stuff, so we're getting all that stuff listed on the site as quickly as possible. It's all for their 400th anniversary. Um, So yeah, that plus all the usual parts and accessories are over on Drum Factory Direct. Get yourself a Drum Candy Podcast t-shirt. The first run is kind of running out. We're probably going to do some different colors next time. So what we have now is the, it's like an Oxblood shirt with the full color logo on the front. So... Anyway, have a great week. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you next time.